The Atlanta Braves farm system might not be as barren as many people seem to believe. We are going to give our updated Atlanta Braves prospect list of rankings, starting with numbers 6 through 10 and giving you some honorable mentions as well on this episode of a Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Amastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my website, shortstopball.com, where you can see some of my written work as well. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore brave. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always enjoy hearing from you. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube if you're new. Hit that thumbs up button if you are watching this video to help support the show. And thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. On this episode, we are going to be starting our top 10 Atlanta Braves prospects list by upside. I'm going to get into that more in a minute. But today we're going to look at numbers 6 through 10, and I'm also going to start out by looking at some honorable mentioned so i really enjoy this exercise a lot of lists coming out right now i try to make make mine a little bit different Uh, i did this last year as well if you're new to the podcast i do my top 10 list or my atlanta braves prospect rankings different than some other people i'm doing mine based on upside what could this prospect be if they reach their full potential potential if they reach their ceiling and A lot of the Braves farm system right now, it's all just projection. A lot of these players are still either at very low levels or players we just haven't seen a lot of. So there is still some of that hope that they could become good, legit prospects. Those at the upper levels that we know that we've seen, we kind of know what they are. And there's a lot of good pieces there as well, which we'll talk about today. But none of them really all-star potential that we see at at this moment. In fact, I don't really think any of the ones we're going to talk about today are quite at that level, more so when we go through the top five. But that's how I do my list. So it's most likely going to be a lot of the names that you're familiar with. Uh, It's not that I'm going to be going, you know, calling a lot of names that fall way outside of everybody else's top 10. It's more so going to be the way that I rank them is that's gonna what's going to be different and separate this from some of the other lists out there because I'm strictly doing it on potential, things that I've seen, things that I've read and heard about some of these players that makes me believe that they have a higher ceiling than some of the players behind them. So, again, going to be a little bit different. Hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully you enjoyed the one I did last year. I think last year I had – Michael Harris, number one, obviously, most people did at that point. And I had Spencer Strider, number two. I think I had Vaughn Grissom at number six on that list. So, again, strictly based on upside is how I'm putting this list together. If some of these names may catch you off guard when it, in terms of where they're ranked in the top ten. 
But before we get into numbers six through 10 today, I want to start with some honorable mentions that didn't make my top 10. And some of these are really even further on down the list, but these are all players that I'm really excited about and players that I think could be in the top 10, you know, if not next year, but sometimes in the future. I'm going to start with really three bats that were picked in last year's draft, but I want to start with these first two, one of being Drake Baldwin, catcher with some pop. We're actually going to get to see him in spring training. I talked about that when I did my non-roster invitee list that Drake Baldwin was on, that he was one of the more surprising names for me on that list and somebody that I was maybe the most excited to see on that list because I think he has the potential to be a very good offensive player. I just, I'm curious about his ability to stick behind the plate. And so more than anything, I'm excited to see that in spring training and, you know, him being able to get the ability to work with, you know, Murphy and Darno. I think that's going to be invaluable experience for him as he tries to grow as a catcher because of that profiles to be a really solid bat at the next level. And then next is David McCabe. He was the guy on draft night or throughout the whole draft process that I was maybe most excited about from bat standpoint. And watching him kind of step back on that a little bit, I am excited. I mean, as a switch hitter with pop, what's not to like, but there are some things in his swing that worry me a little bit if he can get to that power consistently enough. But Again, a big-time power and a big-time bat for David McCabe. A lot of home runs at Charlotte. Didn't really get to see that in a short, small sample size at professional at the professional level this past year, but certainly somebody to keep my eye on in 2023 because if he does hit like he did at Charlotte and he starts to show that power, I think he's somebody that could move pretty quickly. This next one, also a bat taken in last year's draft, very late in the draft, and it's becoming one of just my personal favorites. Every now and then you kind of just latch on to a prospect and you really just cheer for that player and hope that they can make it and break through. But it's Kevin Kilpatrick, and this may be a name that a lot of you aren't as familiar with. Like I said, he was taken very late in last year's draft, but just a toolsy athlete. You look at him, and I mean, he's... He's he's fast. He's strong. I mean, he plays a good defensive center field. He just kind of has a little bit of everything. And if I think if he can put it all together, could really become a surprisingly strong prospect. And a small sample size this past year, 31 games. He had nine doubles and a home run. He also stole 10 bases playing at the FCA, FCL and single A level. So Again, you know, not a lot to go off there, but it's just one of those players you watch them and it's just tools jump out at you galore. And, you know, whether or not he puts it all together and becomes a legit prospect, we'll have to see. But again, he's just one of those guys that I'm kind of a little giddy about coming out of the draft and seeing him play in some games. He really just kind of draws your attention when you watch him play as one of those those guys. So uh, keep your eye on Kevin Kilpatrick. Don't go out and, and buy his rookie card just quite yet. But again, he's kind of one of those guys I'm I'm hitching my my wagon to, I guess, and hoping that uh, he really kind of breaks through. And then there's a, a lot of international prospects that didn't make my top 10 list, but certainly could be there and have a lot of potential. And that's why it's so exciting to be back in the international market, because you can kind of dream on the potential of these kids and see what they can be. But 
you know, whether it's Diego Benitez, Luis Guaniba, who they just signed, uh, Douglas Glad, Brandon Mosquita, Geraldo Quintero, uh, those last two at the end, we've seen a good bit of, and you can see some of those tools. You know, those are all players who have tremendous upside, are still really young and unproven at this point, but they are names that we could certainly see jump up this list in the years to come. So those are some of my honorable mentions. Next, I want to get into uh, numbers nine, eight, nine, and 10 on my list. A couple of pitchers in here that we could actually see pretty soon that I'm excited about and I think could stick in the major league rotation for a long time. We'll talk about them next. The NFL playoffs are here. Super Bowl coming up this weekend. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, and that is FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, then that is even better. They have everything that you want over at FanDuel, from the money line to the points, spreads, player props. They got it all with the Super Bowl coming up, and you know they got that covered as well. It's the only app that you need for your Super Bowl party, and you can get it all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use at FanDuel. Football fans, you don't want to miss out on this opportunity. It's their no-sweat first bet where for Super Bowl 57, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So make sure that you go to FanDuel right now, download the app, uh, use our code Locked On. go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So getting into our actual countdown of our top 10 prospects list, and I'm going to do 6 through 10 this week, and then next week I'm going to have a Lindsey Crosby on with me, host of Locked On MLB Prospects. And we're going to talk about my top five, and I'm really interested to hear what Lindsay has to say about my top five, because I think it's going to be quite different than what you see from a lot of other lists out there. Again, similar names, just in perhaps different orders that other people have them. So really looking forward to having that chat with Lindsay Crosby, who knows not just about Braves prospects, as he is a Braves guy, but knows about all the prospects out there and is just really great at breaking them down. So really looking forward to that discussion with him next week. But starting the countdown at number 10, it is Dylan Dodd and somebody, again, who I think we could see in 2023 break into the rotation. Third round pick in 2021, left-handed pitcher, 6'2", 210 pounds, 24 years old. Last year, really good season for him, a 336 ERA, a 1.176 whip, 142 innings, just 31 walks. That's a walk per nine of just two which is really great. 153 strikeouts as well. It's a K per nine over nine, which is what you want to see. A fastball in the low to mid 90s with good spin rates uh, that really make that fastball play up. And then I got a changeup and slider as well. And, you know, the changeup is the pitch that a lot of people point to as best secondary. But I really, when I watched him, I thought the slider looked really good as well. So, I mean, this is a guy, left handed pitcher, potentially three above average pitchers, uh, pitches, excuse me. I really like Dylan Dodd and I got a number 10 on my list, which is something I just want to point out. The fact that I know this Braves, Braves farm system isn't ranked very highly. I think they were ranked 29th on Keith Law's 
uh, list over on the athletic and just about everybody has them as a bottom five farm system to me. And then again, my list is different than others looking at potential upside. The Braves number 10 prospect right now, I think Dylan Dodd has the ceiling as a number three. And I think he's a pretty safe bet to be a back of the rotation arm uh, for a good while. So again, I think this farm system is better than most people believe. And I think a lot of that has to do with the brave, just the trust that I have. And I think others have in the Braves development system to, you know, continue to develop a lot of the, these arms, uh, particularly they have a lot of good arms, especially in the top 10. And it's just, it's been proven year over year. So again, number 10, I have Dylan Dodd and I think he could be up this year. And I think he could be a very solid part of a mid to back of rotation starter. This may be one just where I have in place that shocks some people, and that's Jared Schuster. I've seen him as high as number one on some people's list, certainly top three, four. But for me, I see him more, I see him similar to Dylan Dodd as a, you know, somebody with a low 90s fastball, left-handed side, but has some really good pitches. And he may have one of the best secondary pitches in the whole system with his changeup, which is just a 70 grade changeup. It is really good, has a lot of great fade running away from right handed hitters. It's just a really impressive pitch. So, again, I talk about this Braves farm system. To me, I think it's underrated in a lot of ways because you're talking about Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd at nine and 10 on my list. And I think they're both, you know, have ceilings of mid rotation starters, but I see both of them probably settling in as a fourth, fifth starter in a rotation. Schuster was the 25th overall pick for the Braves in 2020 out of Wake Forest. Again, left-handed pitcher, 6'3", 210, so very solid build there. 24 years old at the AAA level already, as is Dylan Dodd, who I previously mentioned. Uh, was really good at AA last year was Schuster, 278 ERA, 0.96 whip, and 90 and two-thirds innings, so not a small sample size there. 106 strikeouts to just 22 walks. So like Dodd, you know, not walking a ton of hitters and just a 198 average against. However, did take a step back when he got to the AAA level of 4.25 ERA, a 1.21 whip, 239 average, 48 and two-thirds innings pitched, just 39 strikeouts and 16 walks. So that's why, you know, I kind of, and those aren't, you know, terrible numbers by any means at that level, but that's why I put him more as, you know, a back of the rotation type of starter with his low 90s fastball, but has a really good command. I mentioned the changeup. It's a plus plus pitch. Just about every evaluator would agree with that. And I, I like the slider. So, again, a, just like Dylan Dodd, a solid three pitch mix, uh, but somebody that I just see, you know, settling into the back of a rotation and being a very solid starter for a number of years. Coming in at number eight on my list is Adam Mayer, and this may be one that I have up higher than maybe some other people out there, but again, I'm going strictly based on the upside. Seventh round pick in 2022, signed for $1.2 million. That is a hefty amount for a seventh round pick. Six foot even, 203 pounds, right-handed pitcher, 21 years old, so was actually really young uh, for coming out when he did. Um, another pitcher. You're going to see a lot of this on this list for the Braves, but another pitcher who doesn't have a lot of mileage on him, doesn't have a lot of mileage on his arm, was rising up draft boards and then fell due to injury. 
you see that with a lot of these pitchers that the Braves are taking, you know, later in the draft, throwing some big money on them and getting them in and hoping they get healthy and hope they turn into the arms that a lot of people thought that they would be. Adam Mayer, a low 90s fastball with good spin rates. The Braves really trying to target those those pitchers who have good spin rates on their fastball. Plus slider, one of his calling cards coming out of college and above average changeup as well. So another good three-pitch mix, and I would put his ceiling as a mid-rotation starter. So really all of these guys, Dodd, Schuster, Meyer, I kind of put all of them in the same boat that if they reach their potential, their mid-rotation starters, I think Meyer might have a little bit more upside than Schuster and Dodd, but you could probably say the floor is higher for Schuster and Dodd. I think they they both um, are pretty safe bets to become back of the rotation arms while his, while his Meyer, you know, I think he could be a legit mid-rotation starter, but I think there is probably some reliever risk just because of the injury, um, the you know not the, don't not having the experience. But uh, again, I would group kind of all three of those pitchers together if they reach their ceiling. I think they're mid-rotation starters. Um, Dodd and Schuster more so fallback is um, back of the rotation starters. Meyer potentially if the fastball plays up could t- uh, turn into a Solid back end reliever as well. So there's that option for him. But Dodd, Schuster, Meyer coming in at eight, a nine, and ten on my list. All you know, relatively same uh, type of upside as mid rotation starters. All right, next I'm going to get to my number six and seven on my list. A couple of names that are probably really going to shock you out of the recent draft arms as well. But but arms that I think are really good, and I think they have the chance to reach their ceilings probably more comfortably than some of the other players on this list. But I have them at six and seven for a reason, and we'll talk about that next. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal was to eat a little healthier. I've already kind of failed at that outside of eating Built Bars. If you're like me, you want to get healthier, but you don't want to compromise on the taste. And I got the thing just for you. You got to try Built with Built. Healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. They taste just like a candy bar. And for uh, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, which I'm eating right now, and coconut almond as well. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste just like a candy bar, as I said, but they do so while maintaining amazing macros. They're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built from Built.com, but now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to get a box for you. If you go to Sam's, you get that 13 bar box with our hit with their hit flavors like brownie, batter, and churro. Or you can go to Walmart and get you a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. So head to the store right now and grab you a box of built bars today. All right, getting to number six and sevens on my list. And I kind of paired these together similar to how I did Adam Mayer, Dylan Dodd, Jaron Schuster. But at six and seven on my list, I have Owen Murphy and J.R. Ritchie. And that's probably going to shock some of you who have seen those two at the top of a lot of Braves prospects lists. But 
There's a reason for this. I think the guys that I, who I have ahead of them that we'll talk about next week, I think they have higher ceilings, but I think Murphy and Richie are most likely to hit their ceilings. Maybe out of all the, the players on my top 10 list, I think Richie and Murphy are the safest bets to reach their ceiling. And I think the ceiling for both of them is a mid-rotation starter, perhaps a little bit more than that at times. So, Again, it's not that I don't like Richie and Murphy, that I have them at six and seven. I don't want to get that twisted at all. It's just I feel like the guys ahead of them, if they reach their max potential, and that's how I'm putting my list together, I think they can be better than J.R. Richie and Owen Murphy. However, I think Murphy and Richie are the most likely to hit their ceiling out of the players on this list. So let's talk about both of them for just a second. I do have Owen Murphy at seven. 20th overall pick last year, uh, 6'1", 190 uh, pounds, 19 years old, right-handed pitcher. Five games last year, 4.50 ERA, 1.083 whip, 12 innings, 17 strikeouts. So small sample size there for both of these guys. Fastball in the low to mid-90s, some arm side run on it. I tweeted out a video of that arm side run. It really is impressive. Curveball with hard break, slider, changeup as well. Um, didn't seem to have great command of his off-speed pitches in the games that I watched. And again, I think he has you know a mid-rotation ceiling. Perhaps you know he is just 19. He grows in and becomes a little bit more than that. But that's what I'd put his ceiling as right now. As for Richie, 35th overall pick in the 2022 draft. Um, 6'2", 185-pound, right-handed pitcher, 19 years old. Again, small sample size this past year, uh, 14 and a third innings, 14 strikeouts, 0.977 whip, and just a 1.88 ERA. But, again, very small sample size there for Richie, just like uh, with Owen Murphy. For Richie, same thing, low to mid-90s fastball, really good command on that fastball, and it has some ride up in the zone, so perhaps there are some spin rates uh, on that fastball as well that could help it play up. Um, he did reach the upper 90s in some short stints, but more so sits low to mid-90s. Uh, curveball, again, kind of like Murphy, tight break. I mean, these two are just very similar. They're both very good at what they do and have very good command. For their age, these are some high schoolers. I could see moving pretty quickly. Uh, Richie has a changeup as well with some pretty good fade on it. Um, and the starts I watched, it was primarily you know fastball, fastball, and then you get to two strikes and throw that curveball, and it really was fooling hitters at the lower levels. But showed great command with both of those pitches in the zone, which is why I do just put him a little bit ahead of Owen Murphy right now, just because. Again, small sample size, but the limited starts that I saw for both, I thought Richie had better command of his pitches. But again, I put both of them with a mid-rotation ceiling at the moment, but they're 19. They could grow into a little bit more of that, but I just think the players I have ranked ahead of them, you already can see the attributes that would make them play, uh, make their ceiling higher than either Murphy or Richie. But again, I really like both of these pitchers. Again, I think they're both very mature for their age when I see them on the mound. And I think they're very safe bets to hit their ceilings as mid-rotation starters. So 
that's six through 10 on my list. Let me know what you think in the comment section below. Again, next week, I'll be coming out with the top five on my list, and I'll be talking about those with Lindsey Crosby, host of Lockdown MLB Podcast. And by the way, why don't you just go ahead and make a Lockdown MLB Podcast your second listen of the day where you can hear Lindsey Crosby talk about all the best prospects in the league and the future stars of tomorrow. That will do it for this episode of a Lockdown Braves. Thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 